Connected Travelers Podcast, your weekly dose of theme park news and entertainment. And now, here to talk all things coasters, theme parks, and even more, here are your hosts, Jack Lathrop and Chris Jones. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to this week's episode of the Twisted Travelers Podcast, the very last episode. My name is Chris, and I am here with my co-host, Jack. Jack, how are we doing? Uh, we're doing good. I love that we're saying it's the very last episode, but the last time we did the very last episode, it wasn't the very last episode, so... Well, last time we did say we would come back eventually. Who knows after this time? It's possible, yeah, but... it's possible i don't think it's ever going to be quite as routine if we tried to make it this summer mm-hmm. just because i think we're both it was a stark reminder of just how busy we both actually are yeah um i think me more so than chris does go around yes probably i mean it is summer i have a little more time during the summer but and i kind of go insane and don't have any free time or any time it's it's a problem but we i digress yeah um we'll get into shout outs shout out brian megan mr coaster 365 it's your turn you always want to take turns oh i'm tired you still have a routine well you know that's you know klaus yeah klaus mikhail kelly Allison's book and fundraisers is that still going on? Uh, I think the cutoff to donate was like two days ago, but we're going to oh, pretend okay. it still is. There you go. Um, and then, of course, the drunk riders. And then, I mean, who else do we want to shout? Is there anyone else we want to shout out? It's the last episode. Uh, let's think about it. James Larson. I like him. I can show. Okay, Not James. Him. Who else is um, cool? You know Wall more and people. Ballin. We gotta give a shout out to Wallen Ballen. Um, everybody in that whole Discord server, because that's pretty much my only source of news now. Y'all, I don't even think y'all know I'm in there. Uh, oh, I think I just realized the one person that we've been forgetting about this whole season. Hey, remember, remember the, so the season we said we felt like we were missing someone. John yeah. Mike. Oh my god, we're terrible people. How did we forget about John Mike? Shout John out to John Mike. We love Mr. you, Mister. He's got the Rona himself right yes, now. Shout out to John Mike. Shout out John Mike. Wow. Shout that out was... to the person I have converted into a Swifty. Let Let's go. I converted him. No. Um. I guess. Yeah. The very last episode, we finally realized who we were forgetting about. Um. But I guess he hasn't been listening this whole season, or I think he would have called us out on it. So thanks for being a fake fan. Yeah, fake fan. I mean, fake he's fan. such a fake fan. Fake fan. Look at look at this. He's such a fake fan. Fake fan. Fake fan. Fake fan. We love you, John Mike. Mm-hmm. Well, I have to find a picture of he and I at Taylor Swift, because he and I went to the same concert. There he is. And yes, I did have makeup on, and it was oh amazing. Okay. It was amazing. We'll go ahead and get into news. We have four things. 
all involving new additions to parks. I'm going to let you pick which one we start off with. I think we're starting with the top one because I got a great joke. You've heard of Steel Vengeance. Now get ready for Iron Menace. Yes. Cedar Fair is 0 for 2 on names this year. Well, okay. The, the, the next one we're going to talk about right after this one, though, I like the theming uh, for that one. But we'll get to it. Um, so, yeah. Dorney Park. Iron Menace. It's a B&M dive. Tell me your thoughts. We haven't talked about it at all, but I, I've been looking forward to talking about it. I am very disappointed it's not a Gravity Group shuttle coaster. Yeah. It, it could have, like, I, I'm sure people spent, like, an hour trying to figure out what it was going to be, and that was their ultimate conclusion every single time. Yeah, I feel so bad for the people who thought it was going to be a Gravity Group shuttle coaster. I mean, imagine the time people must have wasted talking about that. No, I know. But we're getting a B&M dive instead, so. Yeah, I think, honestly, this is going to be a um, a really good fit for Dorney. Let's, let's just start with the obvious. I know enthusiasts are not big on dive coasters, which... I don't understand why, because I personally oh, love dive coasters. Um, and the other thing is, they are quite possibly the biggest crowd-pleasing rides ever devised. Mm-hmm. And here's why. Because even if you're not riding it, it's a spectacle to watch. And if you do ride it, most people are never going to experience anything like getting held over a drop like that anywhere else like this is the one thing they'll ever get to do kind of like that and i think that's what makes this like i think that's what makes them so popular and they're high capacity they're reliable it's a b&m i mean it's everything about b&m and they're just like the top people pleaser model so i think from a park perspective any single park that's got the money to put one in honest like let's put one in they're great investments besides that i Love the layout they went with. Um, They went for the Emperor slash Valkyrie or Valkyra. I don't know how. The smaller one. They went for a smaller one. It's got the 95 degree drop. It does not have a mid course, which is I've not ridden Dr. Diabolicals, but I guarantee you that's going to be my problem with Dr. Diabolicals is that it has a mid course. It doesn't have a mid course. Um, And it's got a great lineup of inversions. It's got the classic Immelman, good like zero G roll, barrel roll. The tilted loop, which is a new one, which I think is going to be really cool on like one of the wing seats. Yeah. And then it's got the corkscrew and like a bank turn in the brakes. I think it's a really good fit. I think it's going to ride a lot like Emperor at San Diego. I really like Emperor at San Diego. So. Yeah, I think it, it makes sense as an addition for Dorney. Uh, they needed something new and they're getting something that is going to be a huge crowd pleaser and pretty much everybody is going to love. Um. I really like the layout they went with, too. I've seen some people not as excited about the layout because it is on the shorter side, but that's what you expect from the smaller dies. Um, I don't... Ha, do we... Uh, doesn't Emperor have a corkscrew? I don't think any other dives other than Emperor in North America have a corkscrew, so that's cool, having something... It's a little bit mm-hmm. unique for a dive. It's not the most unique element, but for a dive, I think it is. Well, in this one, just looking at concept art, is much more elongated yeah than um emperors emperors feels a little more classic corkscrew this one feels like it's a little more stretched yeah um 
yeah i trying to think doesn't the diet coaster have like a corkscrew maybe in europe but not in north america i'm like 99 percent sure there's not another one in north america no the only one in europe i've done is valkyra which is my favorite dive and that's kind of a discussion we can bring into this why i think it's the best um yeah but Um, but i see a lot of valkyra in this not as much i don't think this is going to take the spot for me but i'm saying this is this is going to be probably a top three dive coaster for me yeah i mean the the beyond vertical drop is obviously awesome neither of us have experienced that on a dive yet so and i think this will i mean at least for me this will definitely be the first one with the beyond vertical drop i'll experience i'll probably experience it next year um and then the tilted loop is probably the element i'm most excited for it looks awesome mm-hmm. i think they went with a really good color scheme and theme and i think the reason why some people don't like it as much is dorney that they're still not going to have like that undisputed best coaster in the park one of the best in the world but they're they're really rounding out a very good lineup. You're gonna have Hydra, you're gonna have Iron Menace, you're gonna have Talon, and you're gonna have Steel Force. Those are four coasters that are all gonna be like seven out of ten, eight out of tens that you're gonna ride every single time you go to that park. Yeah, so, I was mean I was at Hershey a month ago ish now, and we left Hershey early that night once we'd ridden everything, but also we wanted to ride Talon and Hydra. So we left and drove up and did those, and it was great. Um, and I am super excited to go back next year. Now I knew I was going to be going back next year anyways for this ride. So that makes me super excited. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I, I made fun. I'm not a huge fan of the name. I think it's kind of clunky. Me same. Um, But at this point they've waited so long for a new coaster. They could have called it. Well, I'm not going to say what they could have called it, but they could have called it anything. And I think I would have liked it. Also, the interaction with the Zephyr train will be really cool. Yeah, that, and that's it looks like one the of t- my favorite theme park trains right of all time. So. Yeah, so Dorney Park, well done. They, they're finally yes. getting something, and they deserve it. Um, and they needed it. Yes. They definitely did. Now, the one ride that Cedar Fair actually gave a cool name to, I think, is Snoopy's Soapbox Racers at Kings Island. I... I'm very happy that they're taking the Peanuts theme and giving you some more intermediate-sized family coasters. They're doing it at Canada's Wonderland. Now they're doing it at Kings Island. Um, and I like that. I've, I feel like it was kind of a missed opportunity before to kind of make step-up coasters or a little bit more thrilling ones that the whole family can enjoy themed to Peanuts. And now they're doing mm-hmm. that here. So it's going to be a Vacoma family boomerang. Um, and from everything we've seen, I mean, obviously it's not going to be the most amazing ride in the world, but I think it's a really good addition. Yeah, it's, uh, and this is an off the shelf Vokoma boomerang model. You can ride this one elsewhere in the world already. Um, I want to say this is the family boomerang. This is the, this is the 180 or the 208. This is the rebound model. I think. Is it the same as the one at Energylandia? Energy Landia has like three of them, so you have to be specific. Uh, the, the first one they got. I uh, yes, this is um, yes, it is the same model as um, it's this one. Energy Landia is just called Boomerang, and it's the purple one. It's in the front of the park. Uh, they yeah. opened it, and half the theming was still under construction. I forgot about that. Um, 
a random thing that is energy landing related they're trying to sell viking coaster which is great but also makes me sad because it's such a terrible coaster they might need to pay a park to take that well yeah that's that's the thing but no this is a um why is my what apple music just keeps continuing to play music randomly it's just like i'll just okay love that anyway oh yeah this is out of the Vacompa boomerang models i've done this is my least favorite i will say that (laughs) um It, it looks like it is one of the smaller ones it's the 208 meter one so it's the second smallest one they make um so they make there's a 185 um which is actually my favorite one is the 185 meter one it's a light explorer energy landia is this one but it's more of like an out and back layout one yeah um and then there's the 208 and then there's the 238 god i'm being so nerdy right now which and then um why is it this? oh it's no the light explorer is the 238 yeah Oh. 208 is the um that one what's the 185 <laughs> oh there's not one of these i've written yet um it's just like it's really small it's kind of the yeah. it's a very similar layout to the one that king's island is getting just smaller yeah and then they've done some custom ones right good gravy is going to be a custom one Yes. Um, yeah. And the, the custom ones right now are Good Gravy, Luna at Lisiburg, which looks awesome. I think that yes, will be. Um, and then Rake at Fantasialand, which is incredible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but for this one, the, the theming looks like it's going to be awesome. And I think it's going to be a really good fit. Their, their planet Snoopy is just it's already great it's very big and now it's getting even better um Mm -hmm. so good for king's island it it, it was time to do a family thing after doing a bunch of thrill coasters yeah and it looks like they're actually finally going to use the camp snoopy theme as well they've always had planet snoopy but it looks like they're going to start transitioning some if not all of it over to camp snoopy and then looking at it it also looks like um flying ace aerial chase is getting a repaint um to green to green with brown supports which is going to be more fitting because that's going to be part of the um camp snoopy and then also camp snoopy will just fit more with rivertown because that part of yes camp, i agree or that part of plant snoopy was always a harsh transition into rivertown and it will just make it a little better right so good for king's island another good addition another coaster for them okay we got our next one at Silver Dollar City, they have officially announced the reimagining of Fire in the Hole, uh, which as is already Fire in the Hole. <laughs> as Fire in the Hole, yes. Um, they're already well underway with that. It's officially RMC. Um, isn't the story changing a little bit, or is it still the same? And they're just going like they're focusing on it more. I think they're, the story's the same. They're just bringing it more prominently in. And then looking at the concept art, the sets seem a lot more elaborate than the original. Right. Um, which I think is just a fact that 
that ride. Uh, the original was built in 73, so 50 years. 73 or 77, I can't remember. Um, 72, so uh, it's already 50 years old. But yeah, I mean, it's an old ride, old technology, so it's going to be nice. And then as we've talked about on the show already, um, it's going to give them a massive plot of land to open up for either paths. That was always like they're dead end. They couldn't go any farther back that way because of where Fire in the Hole was. Mm-hmm. Now they'll be able to. Um, but yeah, it's officially confirmed to be RMC rebuilding the ride. This comes to the surprise of apparently a few people who didn't realize the RMC retract Blazing Fury in 2015. If I, 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 I was aware that RMC had retracted Blazing Fury, and so it was kind of a no-brainer that they would be doing this one as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, but of course, congratulations to all of my friends over at RMC on this. Very happy for you guys. Uh, they are going to be doing the splashdown though, which is something which is I'm a little jealous of that they've not been able to reincorporate into Dollywoods yet, but I also know why Dollywoods doesn't have it. Yeah. So. Um, I mean, we all saw this coming. Good for Silver Dollar City. Um, you know, it, it's not going to be, I don't think something that draws in huge, uh, crowds, it's not going to get me back, but for the locals, they get to keep their, their fire in the hole around. So good for them. And then our last thing, Six Flags Great Adventure has been teasing a new coaster, which is pretty much, I think all but confirmed at this point. Uh, it was referenced in a, uh, what, what's that call? Um, an earnings call. Earnings call. Yep. Yeah, and all the signs are pointing to it being a Vacoma Super Boomerang, one of the new Gen ones. Yep, there's a couple of red flags on that, but I'll entertain the idea based off where the ride's going and everything. The big thing that I've seen pointed out is why would they be referring to their ride stats in meters? Because this is America, and yeah. what the heck is a meter? Um but other than that, looking at the plot of land, looking at the numbers, it does perfectly match up with the Super Boomerang models, so it kind of makes sense. Yeah. I, to be honest, I, it's if it's a Super Boomerang, it's not going to get me to go back. It's not going to get me to go out of my way to go back. If it's something crazier, I'll consider it. I really don't like that part. It's going to take them burning down El Toro for me to go back. Okay. Well, anyways, let's, uh, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll give a take. That's not over exaggerated. Um, one of the, the, the reasons why a lot of people believe it's going to be a super boomerang was because in the earnings call, I think they said it was like a last minute opportunity that they got. And I think one of the big things was uh, there, there was a super boomerang that was supposed to go to China that, didn't end up getting built. So people are thinking Six Flags bought it because they did that recently with another ride. I think it was one of the kitty coasters. Um, so that would make sense. If it is a super boomerang, that's going to be pretty cool. I don't think it'll be like the best coaster in the park, but I would like to experience uh, a new gen Vacoma that's meant to be on the thrilling side. Mm-hmm. And I think it would be a really good ride. I don't, I, I don't know how good, but it, I think it would be a solid addition. So yeah, I'm curious, where does the boomerang, mo- like the super boomerang model fall on their like rides? What do you mean? 
Like I'm like I'm on RCDB looking at like all of their rides, and I'm curious like where does it? Oh, I'm not sure. I just oh, know it's it in China. There's one that it literally says Super Boomerang. I'm blind. Nice. Oh, I see it. I mean, the layout does look really cool, and I remember the POV looks awesome. Mm. Um, Great Adventure is a park where I would I'm a little worried about capacity if this is what we really are getting. Yeah. Because uh, it's. It's a longer cycle than the original boomerangs. Yes, I think the trains are the same capacity, but it's a longer cycle. The launch, more things to break down. It's six flags. You can fill in the gaps. Um, the other thing I've been hearing float around is that it might be a tilt coaster. Huh. That would be crazy. And that one would actually get me to go back for. I would actually go for a tilt coaster. I definitely would. If it was going to be the boomerang, I would hope they would uh, spend the money to put in a turntable, but I don't really have that much faith in them, especially if they bought it from something that was already being built in another place. Well, also looking at that layout, I honestly don't know if there is a way to incorporate a, um, a turntable. I'm sure they could figure it out. I don't really see Vacoma making a model that very obviously meant to be cloned uh, without giving it the possibility of a turntable being thrown in there. Um, it might be possible. It's just a weird setup. Yeah. Um, but who knows? We'll we'll see what ends up uh, going there. It'll be announced soon. I don't know the actual date. Yeah, I feel like some of these parks have run like super short teaser ca- campaigns. Some of them have not run like any Kings Island, looking at you. Yeah. I don't think anyone knew about that ride. Um, until it got announced. It's crazy, because Kings Island fanboys are usually a lot more in Dune than that. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I think, but then, like, the Six Flags teaser campaigns, and a big one that I'm really interested to see what it's going to end up being, and I'm kind of sad we're not going to be around to discuss it, is Fiesta Texas. Yes. I mean, Jack, I'm sure you will talk about it on social media so at least i will some of his. share my opinions but it won't be you know it's gonna be limited to 280 characters or maybe 560 right. if i'm feeling spicy and do a double tweet Ooh. but yeah um we'll just see what happens you won't don't rely on us for news because you ain't gonna find out yeah. um if you used us as your source of news I have i'm so sorry news for you yeah <laughs> i'm so sorry um and, and that yeah. Anyways, that was a little bit of news. We had a lot of cool announcements this week. Uh, definitely, I think this was the best week of news we had for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, yeah, it was a good, uh, good way to end it out. Yeah. So we got ride of the week. We are down to our last option, which is Karnen at Hansa Park in Germany. Want to spin the wheel? Okay, wheel spun. All right, Karnen at Germany. So... There's obviously the thing that we can't talk about because I don't want to spoil it. But if you know about the thing, you know about the thing. And that is why I want to ride this. I literally don't care about the rest of the ride. I just want to ride it for that. Um, That being said, I'm putting this at seven on my list. um, Because of a couple of things. One, it's a Gerslauer. I like the Infinities, but I don't love any of them. I think Monster is 
Monsters are a ton of fun. I do enjoy it, but it's not like, oh, you've got to go ride this. It's the end-all, be-all. Same with Hang Time. And then also, Girth Lovers have a tendency to be rough, and I have heard that about this ride as well. Or when I say rough, I mean just it's not aged well. It's chattier, chattery for a coaster that's you know roughly the same age as Fury, and Fury still runs like it's butter. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's more just a byproduct of track not being made to as high quality, but it does detract from the experience. I also, again, this, I think it's telling when I want to ride it for one thing and one thing only. And again, that's a gimmick that you've got to just know about. And if you don't know about it, don't spoil it. I kind of wish I didn't know about it. Yeah, but I, same. Didn't. Um, I don't know. I, I think the theme looks cool. I think where it's at looks really cool. But that's just uh, that's just my opinion on the ride. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what else to say honestly, I'm a little bit more optimistic about it. But um, I mean, it's also in the number seven for me. The surprise is also the main reason why I want to ride it. But I think the rest of the ride still like has potential. I think the main actual first drop will probably be great. Um, I think the theming looks excellent and the rest of the layout, there's definitely elements that I think could be really good. The non-inverted sea serpent rolled. It looks like there's some, some tight turns in there that could pull some positive G's, um, a couple of good hills that could have airtime, but I'm still very skeptical about it because a, it is a Gerslauer, not just because of the roughness, but because I haven't rode a Gerslauer that I think is that good. Um, now this is definitely biggest and likely best out of all of them but it it still makes me hesitant the layout itself it it's got a lot of question marks you know like there they could be good uh elements but i don't know how good they'll be it's not like a sure thing so i'm keeping my expectations low i think it could be a really good ride i think it could just be meh um who knows though i mean there's another 200-foot coaster with a bunch of crazy wonky elements. And that doesn't guarantee that it's going to be great. Looking at you, Steel Curtain. So... A man has a point. Yeah, you just... I don't know. A little bit, little bit skeptical. But it's also the number seven on my list. I would still love to ride it and see what it's got. Um, but I, I can't put it over any of the other coasters other than Boardwalk Bullet on here. So... Yeah, it's it's just a um, it is a really cool coaster. I'm watching a POV right now because I haven't watched a POV in probably two or three years at this point. Um, it's got some crazy moments to it. I mean, that non-inverting serpent roll is crazy. Honestly, and then after that, I mean, it kind of gets like I don't know. It kind of reminds me of Maverick a little bit, but yeah, yeah. Not as good as Maverick. Definitely yeah. not. Well, we'll ride it eventually, hopefully. Yeah. I mean, he definitely will. I don't know. Um, but yeah, there's your ride of the week. So should we go over the list fully one time? I think we should. Do you want to go top to bottom or bottom to top? We'll do bottom to top. I'll let you start because you're on the left. <laughs> okay. So for me, my number eight is Boardwalk Bullet. And mine is Hakuge. My number seven is Karnan. As well as mine. My number six is DC Rivals. Nemesis. My number five is Nemesis. Mine is Boardwalk Bullet. 
At four, I've got Hokuge. Flying Dinosaurs. Ejanaika is at three, the Mr. Beast coaster. And mine is DC Rivals. Also, that's hilarious. That I, I was laughing myself about that. No, I, I, why couldn't he have invited me? One day, Jimmy, please. <laughs> we want to go. I know. That man has power, though. Like for for any coaster enthusiast, if they had Mr. Beast money, now that now that I like we know that you can pay to rent out a theme park, imagine the possibilities. I mean, I knew you could pay to rent out a theme park. I just never would have flown to Japan to do it. <laughs> I mean, like, I wonder if you could do it at another park. Would like how much would it cost to rent out Cedar Point for a day? A couple hundred thousand dollars. It's public. I mean, like, you can. How much to rent out Cedar Point for a day? Um, everyone's saying it's only it's about a hundred thousand dollars. Jeez. Okay, so if there's any really rich coaster enthusiast out there who wants to do it, is listening to the show. Honda rents the park out every year. Listen, Honda, I love you. You have the best cars in the world. Never driven one, but I love you. If you're listening, somebody works at Honda and you want to invite me, I would I would love that. That would be awesome. Or any rich coaster enthusiast who, who wants to do it. If you're listening, hit me up. Um... Let's get back on track, though. Number two for me is Flying Dinosaur. And mine is Ijanaika. And number one for both of us is Ride to Happiness. Yeah, it had to be Ride to Happiness. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we are all done with the Ride of the Week. And now we will get into your big finale and the past well, you've done. We, to we, we, we do have one question because I forgot. Whoops. Oh, that's right. Yeah, he did forget um, and the question is for me from Nate, and it's what team are you most scared of facing in the National League playoffs, and why is it the Phillies? Well, it's quite simple. Um, you're the only other kind of decent team in the National League East and kind of decent in stretching it. What's the record again right now? It's not good. I can tell you that much. Um So what do we, we we should yeah we beat the Yankees eleven to three and then we it's it's, been, it's a great time to be a Braves fan. Um, standings, there it is. Yes, the Phillies are eleven and a half games back currently. Uh, and then in the league, the only team that's kind of close is the Dodgers at four and a half games back, and then the Brewers and the Phillies are tied eleven and a half games back for third. Can we move to the American League? It's so much more competitive over there. <laughs> and I mean, we're only, you know, we only have, I mean, we're three games up on Baltimore for the entirety of MLB right now. I'm enjoying life. Good for you. I'm dealing with injuries, so it's fine. It's so corny. It's so it's big. Like it's not even real. It's actually, I mean, it's not like the plate fast plastic ones. I have a steel one. Mine's are. Mm, I got you. Anyways. I have all of them. 
Good for you, Jack. I have all of them. Good for you. The 95 one's my favorite. Wonderful. Okay. I don't care. No, I don't. Uh, in the past, we've done Twisted Travelers Awards. This year, we've decided to just simplify it a little bit. So we're going to do our top 10 parks, and then we're going to do the our top 50 coasters. We're going to do it a little bit bigger this year, um, since it's our very last episode. So we'll start off with parks. We'll do our top 10 each. Do you want to start or me? Yeah, do we want to do one like where we go back and forth? Or we just kind of want to run through our list for cards? back and forth. Okay. Well, oh god, I hate I hate parks because it's so subjective. Yes, it is. Can we can we do an honorable mention? All right, sure. One honorable mention. So my honorable mention is going to be Silverwood. That's my eleventh park overall. Um, I think it's just one of the best parks I've been to. I wish it were closer. I wish they had a little more. And I think if they continue to grow, it's going to, I mean, yeah. And it, I mean, I, a long, for a long time, it wasn't my top 10, but my number 10 park, I've had some really good visits to in the last month. So I got you. My honorable mention, the number 11 spot is going to go to Carowinds. Had a lot of really good Carowinds. days there. And it's got an excellent lineup. So it's got to have an honorable mention in there. Yep. Well, my number 10, kicking off the actual top 10s, is Cedar Point, America's Rock and Roller Coast. I've had some incredible days there in the last couple of months. Um, I was there for a night in early July, and then I was back there a couple of weeks ago. Probably, honestly, going back again in a couple of weeks, because I've had so much fun at Cedar Point this year, and I really want to go back. My number 10 is going to be a park that I think is super underrated. That's King's Dominion. I think they have one of the Best top twos in the entire world. Two coasters inside of my top 20. And the rest of their lineup is pretty good. It's not incredible, but they've got rides like Dominator, uh, Racer 75, and Flight of Fear. So so happy for you. I love that that's... Um, I love Kings Dominion, and I know you I, don't I, really... I, I, I love I, yeah. My number nine park is Linenmaki. Uh, in Helsinki, Finland, home to Taiga, and Taiga alone gets it into the top 10, but it is also just one of the most charming parks I have ever been to. Um, European parks on the hillside are kind of the, I like them a lot, uh, and this is no exception. Uh, it's the first park I ever, well, first big park I ever visited in Europe, and honestly, I look at trying to go back there more than any other park. Gotcha. My number nine is going to be Knott's Berry Farm out in California, one of the most well-themed parks in the entire world. <clears throat> it has one of the best wooden coasters in the entire world in Ghost Rider. It has an awesome launch coaster and Accelerator, a very underrated invert and Silver Bullet. And I still haven't ridden Hang Time, uh, so they've got that. They've also got some awesome uh, other rides like Calico Mine Ride. They've got their Log Flume, which I didn't get to do, but a lot of people rave about. Um, and yeah, I think Knott's Berry Farm is one of the best in the Cedar Fair chain. I loved my visit. I just wish it didn't get so busy. Agreed. Uh, coming in at number eight for me is the American equivalent to Lenimaki, in my opinion, and that is Knobles. Uh, it's one of the most charming parks I've ever been to. Just, uh, It's just so pretty. And it's got Phoenix. 
and it's got fascination and it's got phoenix and it's got fascination and the, the carousel and the, the brass ring and phoenix and fascination yeah i think you get the point yeah and they got twister twister's pretty good too. and twister and but phoenix and fascination mainly phoenix number eight for me is going to be another cedar fair park we're just on a roll with them right now and that's king's island in ohio uh one of the most well-rounded coaster lineups out there they have a fantastic top five of orion they've got mystic timbers one of my favorite wooden coasters they've got one of the best inverts in the world in my opinion banshee they've got a really solid hyper and diamondback and then the legendary beast plus it fills out real nice with racer adventure express bat uh, their flight of fear um and it's just every visit i've had it hasn't been very busy they've had great operations um i've never had a bad visit to king's island yeah, gotta love Kings Island. I've been so much, but number seven for me is a park that has fallen in many, many spots over the years, but just still one of the best, and that is Knott's Berry Farm, Ghost Town, Ghost Rider, Silver Bullet, Accelerator, Ghost Town. I mean, I think Ghost Town is the best themed land in the United States, not a Disney park, and it gives some of the Disney park lands a run for its money. Um, especially if you get to go during Ghost Towns Live when they're doing all of the actor interactions and things like that. It's unlike anything else found at uh, Cedar Fair Park, um, and it's just incredible. I love the food, love the rides. Just it wasn't so busy. Mm-hmm. We both have the same problem with it. Number seven for me is going to be Dollywood. It is still one of the best parks in the entire world. I love the mountain setting. It's got some really good coasters, Lightning Rod, Thunderhead, Tennessee Tornado, Wild Eagle. It has the cinnamon bread, obviously, and it just has that great atmosphere. Um, I always enjoy my visits to Dollywood. There are some things that were better about it in the past that's maybe made it drop uh, since then, mainly Lightning Rod, Um, but it's still a great park. Yeah, and I think that's a, that's a good moment to remind or tell the audience. I do not rank my two home parks, which I consider to be Dollywood and Holiday World. So those would both make my top 10 if I rank them, but I don't rank them. So that's why you won't see them for me. Mm-hmm. Um, where was I? Six. Uh, number six for me, Islands of Adventure. Another park, I think... It is so incredible, and it's just like, at this point, all of these parks, I mean, all of the parks in my top ten, I think, are actually incredible parks. It's just picking and choosing favorites. And Island would not have made this list until Velocicoaster opened, but with the addition of Velocicoaster, you have three of the best coasters ever built, some of the best dark rides ever built, and I just keep wanting to go back. I have not been since... December, which is the longest I've gone since Velocicoaster opened without visiting. And I am chomping at the bit to go back. Mm-hmm. Like when when can I go? When can I go ride Velocicoaster and Hagrid's and Hulk and Spider-Man and Forbidden Journey and mm-hmm. all of the things? I think this is a good time to tell the audience that I do rank my home parks because I have so many. Because conveniently, my number six is also Islands of Adventure. Uh, it is by far the best park in Florida. At least for now. We'll see if Epic Universe can can put up a fight. But you're right. Velocicoaster is incredible. Hagrid's is incredible. Hulk is great. 
You're going to see all three of those in just a minute in my top 50. Um, and then you've got some of the best dark rides in the world. Like Jack said, you've got Spider-Man, you've got uh, Forbidden Journey, and then you've got other rides like Popeye's, Dudley Do-Right, Jurassic Park. It's just such a well-rounded lineup of coasters and other rides. Um, and I haven't been since, when did I last go? I think I went last fall. So it's been a while and I love it there. I need to go back. I love islands. I can't wait to go back. Um, at number five for me is the latest addition to my top ten. That's a Luna Park, also known as Coney Island. It's technically Luna Park, but we're going to just call it Coney Island for this point. Um, it is the quintessential American boardwalk. I had so much fun. The rides are pretty good but it's the atmosphere it's the setting it's the atlantic ocean on one side and you know you can see manhattan off in the distance and cyclone and there's baseball and food galore it basically feels like a permanent fair and i'm a sucker for a good fair i spent like half of last week i was at the local county fair where i live yeah i loved coney island it's incredible i know i'm gonna get some flack for having it over knots and islands of adventure but it just made me so happy when I was there. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Number five for me is going to be Holiday World. Um, it might not have the most rides as of now. It's only got the, the four big coasters, but Voyage is one of the best rides in the world. Thunderbird is one of the best B&Ms. They've got two other great classic wooden coasters. And then the thing that really pushes it over the top, free parking, free soda, good food, it's just, it's, it's the ultimate family owned park, like smaller size family owned park in my eyes. So shout out holiday world. Yeah. Also great people. I got to shout out all my holiday world people. Chris has met some of them. Yes, I have. Okay. Number four for me is the European equivalent to Luna park. Gronaland. Uh, yeah, it's basically everything I love about Luna Park, but European and even cleaner and nicer and better. And they have a B&M and they've got some a great little gravity group and they had the best shore of Scoff, rest in peace. Um, and it's in the heart of Stockholm and it might have the best park reveal of all time. And they've got the craziest fun house and some of the best flat rides. It literally... The only thing holding this park back from being higher is the fact that the three parks above this, I think, are just untouchable in their quality. I got you. I got you. Looks like a great park. Number four for me is going to be one that I visited very recently, and that's Hershey Park, which is really getting up there as far as it comes to best coaster lineups. Uh, pretty much every addition they add is making it better and better and better. I haven't even ridden Wildcats Revenge yet, and it's this high. Um, I love Sky Rush. I love Storm Runner. Great Bears. Great Fahrenheit. Lightning Racer. Obviously, they have Wildcats Revenge. Uh, they have great food. There's chocolate. Obviously, they've got good supporting rides like Super Duper Looper and Comet. Um, so, yeah, I just love Hershey. Always have a good time when I'm there. Mm -hmm. Number oh, three. I forget Candemonium. Well, it's forgettable, so. Whatever. Number three for me, and this might make Chris a little mad, is Silver Dollar City. That's okay. 
Uh, it is my favorite park in the United States. Um, it's basically the equivalent of Dollywood. So everything I love about Dollywood, I love about this park too. Plus, they got Outlaw Run. I got Outlaw Run. It's, yeah. And they got that thing called Time Traveler. I guess it's kind of okay, but they got Outlaw Run. <laughs> I Yeah, I love Silver Dollar City. It kind of pains me that I haven't been since December of 21, and I really want to go back again this Christmas. I might have to do another Silver Dollar City Christmas trip, because that was a lot of fun. Yeah, we'll get to that one in a second. Number three for me, it's going to be Six Flags Magic Mountain, my favorite Six Flags park. Uh, it's massive. It's got a huge coastal collection, and it's got some really great ones, too. X2 is awesome. Twisted Colossus is amazing. They've got good supporting rides like West Coast Racers, Full Throttle. They've got Scream, which I actually really like their or Scream. I like their Batman. They've got Apocalypse. They just added a Raptor, and I haven't even ridden Tatsu. So Six Flags Magic Mountain comes in at three spot for me. Yeah, it's a, that's a really good park. I wish I uh, I want to go back. I miss that park. It's so much fun to go to that park. Mm-hmm. Um, my number three. You already did your number three. two. Ah, I'm off. My number two is the Mecca of roller coaster. It's Energylandia. Okay. Does it have the best theming in the world? No. Does it have the best coaster lineup in the world? I'll also say no. But any park that has a 270-foot-tall Intamin Hyper that is absolutely ridiculous and a 205-foot RMC uh, hybrid coaster that is maybe the best second i don't know it's really good it's a really 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 good coaster i mean i have a picture of it on my wall it's right there it's zadra it when you have zadra and you have hyperion and then you have a great supporting cast in the likes of abyssus um formula which does not get talked about enough and also some of the best food i've ever had at the park some of the best like like flat rides i've ever seen at the park and it's massive it's the size of cedar point it's, I just don't even know how to describe this park. It's just so much fun to be there. That's the thing that gets it so high for me is when you are at the park. And I know this is coming from an American. I'm sure if I lived a lot closer and got to go more often, it would not be as high. But when we were there, it was the best place I'd ever been. Like it was even, even though I'd already been to the park that is my number one park before this, it was just so much fun to be at this place. And the, the energy is incredible. I mean, it's called Energylandia, and they have the best theme park soundtrack of all time. Energylandia, Energylandia. It gets stuck in your head. It's annoying, and they hand it out on free CDs. Awesome. It's yeah, good. it's like a really good park. I want to go really bad. Um, it's and only going to get bad. better. Yeah, exactly. Um, shout out Poland. All right, my number two is America's Rock and Roller Coaster, Cedar Point, which it's kind of crazy that Cedar Point's fifth, sixth, seventh best coasters could easily be the best coaster in a lot of other parks. Um, They really just have a massive, awesome lineup. They've got Maverick, Steel Vengeance, 
Millennium Force, Topdoe Dragster, Raptor, Magnum, Gatekeeper. Uh, they're adding Top Thrill 2. I know I just said Top Thrill Dragster, but they're they're bringing Top Thrill 2. I like Ruguru. I know Jack hates Ruguru. I don't they, hate Ruguru. I just think it's like, it is so, it, and it, this goes into the Cedar Point conundrum. If that driver at any other park, it would get tons of love, but at that Cedar Point, and so it yeah, gets overshadowed because quite literally there's about to be a 400-foot spike next to it. They've got Blue Streak. They've got Iron Dragon. It's just a great park overall. It's full with some of the best rides. It's got a maybe unbeatable setting. They've got great operations. And it's some of the best park visits I've ever had. I've been there like when we got 30 rides in one day. So Cedar Point is my number two. (laughs) Yeah. And my number one park, as is almost every single person who has been to this park, Fantasia Land. It's Disney level theming with thrill roller coasters, incredible food, the hotel experiences are insane. And then my person, well, we'll get to that, but some of my personal favorite roller coasters ever built in one park. Um, and it's just, I don't even know how to describe Fantasia Land in terms of the sheer ridiculousness of just how good it is. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's untouchable. That's the thing. I don't, the only park I possibly maybe could see getting close is Disney seas. And even then I don't think it's going to get close. Yeah. It, it looks amazing. The theming looks top notch. Um, and then, I mean, they've got probably two of the 25 best coasters in the world in that park. So it's definitely one that I would love to get to before I die. Number one for me is, I mean, you all saw it coming. It's got to be Silver Dollar City. I absolutely love the mountain setting. I love the atmosphere. I love the food. I love the stores. I love all the little things about that park, uh, the the underappreciated attractions at that park. And then you've got the really good coasters as well. You've got one of maybe the best top two in the world now I'm convinced of in Time Traveler and Outlaw Run. You've got supporting coasters like Wildfire, Thunderation, Powder Cake. You've got Mystic River Falls. Um, it's it's just my favorite place. That, that's all it is. You know, you can argue that it's it's not the best, and that's fine. But I love it. Yeah, it's it's a great park. I mean, I can't. I knew it was going to be your number one. I've, yeah. yeah, we all did. Um, just out of curiosity, before we move on to the uh, next main event, how many parks have you been to? I'm curious. 46. So, in the course of doing this, I realized I had two parks missing, at least from this list. Oh, Forgot no. Lagoon and Lost Island, so they've both been added. I am sitting at 81 as of current. I have more park credits, and some people do have coaster credits. Yeah. And I honestly, the more I look at this list, I feel like I'm still missing a couple of things. So it might be higher than 81. I'm not sure. Yeah, I might be missing one or two. I'm not sure either. So moving on, though, to the main event, we're going to give you our top 50 roller coasters. Now, here's how this is going to work, I think. And we haven't discussed this. So I'm going to say this is how it's going to work. And then Chris is either going to agree with me or tell me I'm stupid or both. Um... 
I think we're going to go through our 50 through 26 independently, just to run up the list. Then we're going to briefly discuss our uh, 20, and then we're going to go back and forth from 25 down to 1, very briefly discussing 25 through 15-ish, and then from, or from 25 to 16, and then 15 to number 1, we will actually take the time to discuss. Yes. Uh, are we, okay. Am yeah. I stupid, though? Yes. Okay, I figured that was coming. Yes. Let's first remind the peoples, how many coaster credits do you have? Let me scroll down the list. I only keep the Google Sheets now. I don't have a coaster count thing anymore or whatever. Yeah. 337. And I have 506. There you go. So should you start on me? Um, I started on parks, so how about you start on coasters? Okay. Number 50 for me, Nitro at Six Flags Great Adventure. You, you're doing your entire 50 through 26. Oh, I thought we were going to go back and forth. Okay. No, we're, we're not doing that. That'd get too complex. My bad. 49, <laughs> Verbolton at Bush Gardens Williamsburg. 48, Pipeline at SeaWorld Orlando. 47, Incredible Hulk at Islands of Adventure. 46, Copperhead Strike at Carowinds. 45, Revenge of the Mummy at Universal Studios Florida. 44, Twisted Cyclone at Six Flags Over Georgia. 43, Top Door Dragster at Cedar Point, which I don't even know if that's your count, now that it's the funk, but whatever. I moved mine to the bottom of the list. Okay, well, we'll just leave it but there for now. You can, it, it's, your, it's your ranking. You can do yeah. whatever the heck you want. <laughs> 42, Manta at SeaWorld Orlando. 41, Banshee at Kings Island. 40, Storm Chaser at Kentucky Kingdom. 39, Ravine Flyer 2 at Waldemere. 38, Mr. Freeze Reverse Blast at Six Flags St. Louis. 37, Legend at Holiday World. 36, Kumba at Busch Gardens Tampa. 35, Montu at Busch Gardens Tampa. 34, Lightning Run at Kentucky Kingdom. 33, Superman Ride of Steel at Six Flags America. 32, Phantom's Revenge at Kennywood. 31, Wicked Cyclone at Six Flags New England. 30, Cannibal at Lagoon. 29, Thunderbird at Holiday World. 28, Phoenix at Knobles. 27, Iron Rattler at Six Flags Fiesta, Texas. And 26, Orion at Kings Island. There you go. Okay, starting out for me, number 50 is New Mexico Rattler at Cliffs Amusement Park. 49 is Goliath at Six Flags Great America. 48 is Alpengeist at Busch Gardens Williamsburg. As I have to swallow uh, my own spit that was disgusting oh, you had all that time to get that out of the way I, and it's just like yeah i know um 46 is t- 47 sorry 47 is wicked cyclone at six flags new england 46 is twisted colossus at six flags magic mountain 45 is iron rattler at six flags fiesta texas 44 is Godforsaken el toro at six flags great adventure 43 is a raptor at cedar point 42 is Lightning Rod at Dollywood. 41 is Thunderhead at Dollywood. 40 is Superman the Ride at Six Flags New England. 39 is Excalibur at Valley Fair. 38 is Guardians of the Galaxy Cosmic Rewind at Epcot. 37 is The Phantom's Revenge at Kennywood. 36 is The Let Coaster Legendium Land. 35 is Storm Runner at Hershey Park. 34 is Ghost Rider at Knott's Berry Farm. 33 is Trimmers at Silverwood. 32, Steel Vengeance at Cedar Point. 
31, Jetline at Gronoland. 30 is Mamba at Worlds of Fun. 29 is Gold Striker at California's Great America. 28 is Mako at SeaWorld Orlando. 27 is The Legend at Holiday World. And number 26, Thunderbird at Holiday World. Okay, so we had some that were pretty similar in ranking and some that were very different. And that's okay. Um, okay, so now we'll do, let's see, 25 through 16. We'll give a little bit on each ride. Yeah, um, and now, and now we start the back and forth. Okay, so I'll start off. 25, Hagrid's Magical Creatures Motorbike Adventures at Islands of Adventure. Five times fast. No. Um, it's an Intamin multi-launch. It's got the motorbike seating, great theming. Um, and for a family coaster, it is very intense, which is what I love so much about it. It's also a long ride. Got some surprises here and there. Um, one of the best coasters in the world for sure for me. Yep. Number 25 for me is Untamed at Wallaby Holland, uh, the first international RMC on this list, and definitely not the last. Um, it's a great layout. It's got some crazy funky inversions, some great airtime, and a really awesome ending that I wish more people talked about. All right. 24 for me, Guardians of the Galaxy Cosmic Rewind at Epcot. Um, one of the most interesting experiences you can have on a coaster it has the incredible launch, awesome theming. The soundtrack obviously makes this ride. And then the layout isn't the most intense thing in the world, but it's so unique and funky that it gives you this weird, thrilling feeling. Yeah, I I want I'm gonna add, I want to ride it in non-Christmas version because I have a feeling I'm going to like it even more in non-Christmas version. Probably. And what's sad is I know when I'm probably gonna be back at Epcot. And it's going to be back in Christmas version by then. That sucks. <laughs> Number 24 for me is Time Traveler at Silver Dollar City. Uh, just an incredible drop of the station. Uh, some crazy elements going through things backwards like that is incredible. I'm going to shut up now, though, because I know this ride will come up later. Yeah. 23 for me is one that... This is a very high ranking, but I still think it's a little bit overrated. And that's El Toro at Six Flags Great Adventure. Um, my thing with El Toro is it's got an incredible first drop, two awesome camelbacks, and a great rolling thunderhill. Uh, but people act like those are the greatest elements in the world, and I can name better first drops. I can name better camelbacks and big airtime hills than El Toro's has. It's still an incredible ride. Those four elements are awesome. The rest of it doesn't really do too much, but it's not as good as people say it is. Yep. Yep. I mean, we all know my opinion on the ride. Yes. Number 23 for me is Hyperion at Energylandia. The absolute mad, insane Intamin that is 30 feet shy of a Giga. Think about that. It's literally 17 feet shorter than Orion. Both big rides. It's huge. You can see it from like 10 miles away. I'm not joking. Um, it's incredible some insane airtime the visuals are insane i love this coaster more parks build modern intimate hypers please yeah i i agree with you there 22 for me is going to be goliath at six flags over georgia my second favorite bnm hyper um it's got awesome airtime in the first half it's got an insane helix and then the second half is where it really picks up it's got the wonky turn back over the road which i love and then it's airtime hills low into the trees 
that are basically ejector at that point. It's the most intense BNM hyper, and I really love it. Yeah. Speaking of helixes, 22 is Helix at Elisiburg. One of the best touring coasters ever built. Uh, an incredible night ride. I want to go ride it an actual night. I got to ride it like dusk, and I've seen some stuff of it at like actual night. Oh, I want to go ride it at night. But it's just such an incredible layout. It's such a powerhouse of a coaster. I wish the launches were more powerful, and I wish it wasn't in freaking Sweden. Mm-hmm. I'm with you. We all know my opinion on, on Helix. 21, Mystic Timbers at King's Island. Uh, my personal favorite GCI, unless you count another coaster that I'm going to talk about in just a minute. Um, it's got awesome theming. The whole atmosphere around this ride really makes it for me. And then the whole out and back layout is just filled with ejector. It runs super smooth. It runs super fast. And the shed is also a nice touch. I love Mystic Timbers. It will always be uh, one of my favorite wooden coasters. And it's something that I love to marathon every time I go to King's Island. Uh, 21 for me is the new for 2021 Wildcats Revenge at Hershey Park. Uh, a powerhouse of an ride. That high, I'm not going to lie. It is honestly higher than I expected it to be. It war- I warmed up to it a lot on my later rides. I still think there are things I would improve about it. But as far as things go, it is aggressive as all can be. And I do love that in my coasters. So that is why it gets the 21 spot. I look forward to riding it, hopefully this winter. Number 20 for me is the coaster I was just talking about, the GCI slash CCI coaster at Knott's Berry Farm Ghost Rider. Um, This ride just keeps going. It's super long. Uh, It's got the comfortable Millennium Flyers. It's very smooth. It runs quick. And it's probably the perfect um, balance of larger size floater hills on a wooden coaster and the small ejector hills, and the drop off of the uh, what used to be mid-course is one of the best moments on any coaster. I love Ghost Rider. the block drop. Yeah, I wish I could have rode it more. Um, it's going to come in at number 20. Number 20 for me is a ride that Chris just recently talked about. It's Goliath at Six Flags Over Georgia, the best of the B&M hypers, one of the best hypers ever built. The thing about this coaster that I love so much is that it just keeps getting better as the ride goes on like every hill is better than the hill that came before it and that's my favorite thing about goliath i was very spoiled i lived 25 minutes away from it and worked five minutes away from it all summer long surprisingly i only rode it like 10 times but i did get to see it every day on my drive to work and that alone made me happy yeah it's great number 19 a recent big jump in the list a recent visit that's storm runner at hershey park uh, in the front row, this thing is just incredible. You've got an awesome launch. You get crazy good airtime, especially in the front over that top hat. And then the inversions all either give you insane whip or positives. You even get airtime hopping up into the flying snake dive. And then the short little finale gives you some airtime and whip as well. Uh, I really fell in love with this ride, my most recent visit. So it took a big jump from about 30 to 19. Yeah. Number 19 for me is the Incredible Hulk at Islands of Adventure. This is still my guilty pleasure roller coaster. If you ask me what is my favorite coaster that will make me laugh every single time, it's Hulk. 
I just adore this coaster. I think it's got one of the best layouts ever devised for a roller coaster. The onboard audio is amazing. The whole experience of this coaster just makes me happy. If I'm in a bad mood, just let me ride Hulk. I'll be in a good mood in about a minute. Yeah, I do really like Hulk. Number 18 for me, we're staying in Orlando with Mako at SeaWorld Orlando. This is my personal favorite hyper because I just think the airtime on this one, especially on the hills going out, is a little bit like a, a step above all the others that I have done. Goliath comes close, but I still think I still think Mako's is better. I think Mako has the better drop. Um, I think the setting's awesome, and it just has a just super, super intense floater and ejector mixture throughout the whole ride. I really do like Mako, and I love riding it over and over whenever I visit. Yeah. Number 18 for me is a coaster that makes Chris cry because he didn't get to ride it because the tree fell on it. Uh, that is Boulder Dash at Lake Compounds. The best CCI. This was a coaster that came up a lot during the original run of the podcast because I hadn't ridden it, and I am a huge CCI fanboy, and everyone was like, how have you not ridden it? It's the best one. And I kept joking, I'm saving for the best for last. Plot twist, I ended up saving the best for last. I've ridden almost every other CCI before I got to ride this. I'm still missing a few, but not many. And Boulder Dash delivered. I went last October to visit Bryant and Megan and got to ride quite possibly one of the greatest wooden roller coasters of all time at night. Yeah. I'm it's sad I missed so out good. on it. But uh, I'll get there. So good. Number 17 for me is Lightning Rod at Dollywood, a ride that used to have a very solid home in my top three has now dropped pretty far. Um, the renovations have definitely hurt its overall ride experience, but it's still really good. It's got a great launch. The airtime is still excellent. The wave turns the quad down. It's got really good terrain usage, um, but I don't. it will never get back to its original state, sadly. Yeah, I've had... I've had rides on it as of last year when you and Klaus came was probably the last really good rides I've had on it. My rides this year have been more like what it was before. It's yeah, I, I missed 2016 lightning rod. That would still be my number one. Mm -hmm. uh, okay. Number 17 for me <laughs> is the one and only outlaw run at silver dollar city. I have it higher than you now. You do, but also <laughs> I think if you average it out, there. I are know, these... but you'll see where it's at. I I think it's a good fair bit above yours, but all right. Okay, well, it's real. I, I don't see. Like I'm looking at the list, and I could swap this like four spots up or four spots down. It literally I'm could. That point. It, it's it's outlaw run. It's the this coaster night rides on it in december and the fog and pitch black i mean it was in my eh, it's so good it those rides could make it a top five coaster for me and they did for a little bit it is so very good. Good. i love this coaster it's more in a little bit number 16 we're going to cedar point for millennium force uh the original giga a ride that has a bit of nostalgia to it it has a bit of just a general love for it but it also runs like a dream 
It's got a fantastic first drop. The first turn has awesome G's. You get great floater. Um, the layout is really, really good, and I just love this ride. Everything about it. How could you not? Yeah. It's, yeah. <sighs> Number 16, Iron Gwazi. Fair. It's so good. I get when again when I said like I could swap this with the coaster oh while we're on the Miss Coaster, like I totally could. They they are basically interchangeable for me. I love both of them for different reasons, but they're both incredible. Iron Glossy is aggressive <laughs> as all can be. The death roll, the wave turn, the the finale of just like boom, boom, boom. Yeah, I love this thing. Mm-hmm. Um I want to go ride it again. I wish it wasn't so far out of the way from everything else in Florida. Yeah, I know. Okay. We've made it to the top 15. Uh, I kind of like the pace we're going at right now. Yeah, so. I was going to say, we, yeah, I think we just keep the pace we're going at. Yeah, yeah. Number 15 for me is Intimidator 305 at King's Dominion. One of the most intense rides in the world. Every time I ride this, I get reminded how awesome it is. It's super smooth, uh, but it's also really, really whippy. I love the transitions. They don't whip you to the point of hurting, and they just go so fluidly, I feel like. And then, obviously, you've got the first turn where you gray out. And I've never minded the trim break, personally. I still think all the points after that are awesome. So, yeah, 305, number 15. Number 15 for me is I-305's little brother. It's Maverick at Cedar Point. All I got to say is front row night ride. Front row night ride. If you have any questions, just go do that. You'll understand. Yeah, I'll talk about it uh, in just a couple minutes. Number 14 for me, we are staying at King's Dominion for Twisted Timbers. We're about to go on my little RMC run here. Uh, So with Twisted Timbers, I still stand by the opinion that this is probably the fastest running RMC in the world, uh, in my opinion. Every ride I've gotten on it, it is just hauling, and every element is incredible sustained airtime, but it's not so much to the point that it hurts. I really love this ride. I love the barrel roll drop. I love its inversions. I love its whippiness, um, and it will always be one of my favorites. Yep. It's a, such a good coaster. I It's one of those, that's a ride that every time I go ride it, it goes back up in my rankings. I'm sure it'll happen again whenever I ride it. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see where I lost my place. Number 14 is Terran at Fantasia Land. It's just such an incredibly good coaster. The theming is just, oh, the theming. There's just nothing like weaving in and out of that rock work and just all through the village. And it's, it's, it's insane. Um, I did not, I will say this. It's incredible. I do not think it is still in my top 15. Obviously I think it's an incredible coaster. It is not quite the absolutely insane experience. Some people make it out to be. It is Again, very interchangeable. This and Maverick could flop places all day. I have it over right now because I've been on a theming kick as of late. But pure ride experience, Maverick wins. Terran's got the theming. Um, take that as you will, how you do for raking your coasters. Um, but yeah, I just, 
Terran's ridiculous. Klugheim is ridiculous. Uh, yeah. That, that's that's all there is to say. Yeah, I, I think that still might be uh, higher up on the anticipation list than Fly for me. It, it does look awesome. But I'm not expecting it to be Maverick. So uh, I definitely want to get there one day. Number 13 for me. Uh, probably the ride that Jack has the closest current uh, connection to, and that's Air Force One at Fun Spot. what it's actually called. Air Force One. Thank you. It doesn't matter to me. At Fun Spot Atlanta. It matters to me. Okay, good for you. Uh, Air, Air Force One at Fun Spot Atlanta, um, another RMC. Uh, the best way I've described this ride is I think the first half is as perfect of a uh, – What's the word I'm looking for? As perfect of a sequence on an RMC as you can get. I think it has an awesome first drop. The dive loop is incredible. It's got like a Twisted Colossus bunny hill, like on the blue side of Twisted Colossus. The stall is very graceful, but also whippy. And you got the hang time. And then you got the outer bank. The second half is where it falters compared to other coasters for me, just because it's honestly too intense. Uh, it, It hurts. It gives you bruises. I couldn't ride it more than four times in, in the one day I went because of that. Um, some people are going to love that. Me, personally, not not for me. I love physical abuse. Yeah, you've got some issues. I know. That ride will come up for me a little later on in this list. But first, at number 13 for me is a fairly recent addition. It's Ravine Flyer 2 at Waldemere. Now, I rode this in the pouring rain. Um and when I tell you, one, I knew it is, you know, it crossed the street and did all that crazy stuff. What I didn't realize it was that it has a 170 foot drop. And so here we go up the lift hill in the back row and I'm looking down and I'm like, that bridge is a lot farther down than I thought. And then we go over the drop and I'm like, this drop is a lot bigger than I thought. <laughs> um, needless to say. I was blown away. We rode it in the pouring rain, so it was keeping up a pace that was relentless through the entire ride, not just the run out and back. Like, even the last, it was not until the last hill before the brake run that we really felt it, like, start to lose some speed. Um, it, it's just a ridiculous experience. I don't even know how to describe it other than Mini Voyage. Yeah, that's why I've heard a lot of people describe it. And I'd say it's pretty accurate. I think I just got it on a little bit of a slow day. So uh, I'd love to ride it in the rain one day if that solves all the problems. Number 12 for me is... Well, it's painful, let me tell you. Well, yeah, but I I mean, we've both done Orion in the rain. I think we can... It's more painful than that. Because the thing is... Oh, yes. Because the water starts to, like, accumulate on the bridge. And so instead of getting, like, small little raindrops, you're getting these big, fat raindrops that hit you on the bridge that are, like, I'm not joking, that big around. Still sounds pretty fun. It was a lot of fun. It was just painful. Yeah. Number 12 for me is going to be one that Jack was just talking about. That's Iron Gwazi at Bush Gardens, Tampa Bay. Um, uh, it's got probably my favorite RMC first drop. It's got the huge outer bank, obviously the death roll. Then the whole second half is just relentless airtime and whippiness. I think this and Air Force One are the rides where I most have issues with RMC trains. Um, because A, you get the thigh pain. And my big problem with Iron Gwazi is when you've got Velocicoaster on the other side of the state, which has the Mosasaurus roll, 
and those open air seating, and then you go through the death roll with the big chunky RMC trains, it just isn't the same. Um, (laughs) I think you understand that. So it's a great ride, but the trains hold it back a little bit and the operations are also kind of terrible. That, that is also true. Still great ride. Yep. Number 12 for me is sky rush at Hershey park, the murder coaster itself. It's, just the most insane what 35 seconds of ride ever built the airtime is so ridiculously strong if the it has you know the three really good moments the drop in the first two hills and then after that like you still got some great moments after that it just doesn't quite do as much but those first three moments are just so much power you can't help but love it Mm -hmm. i'm going to talk about that in just a second Number 11 is Steel Vengeance at Cedar Point. Uh, the last rides I had on Steel Vengeance were with Jack on our 30 ride day where we rode Steel Vengeance 10 times. And it was running like a dream that day. I think Jack mm-hmm. was It was. Um, uh, my recent rides have not been as good as that, which is why I it's not as high in my rankings. But I, off of those rides, yes, it would be this high for me. Yes. Uh, the whole first half is super relentless. Um, the whole second half, I love the way it flows. You're flying through the support structure. And for me, uh, this is probably a little bit of a hot take. And I think Jack, I mean, I've told him this before. Um, my favorite moments on Steel Vengeance are the inversions. It has some really unique inversions. You've got the the weird cutback out of the structure, which is really cool. You get whipped to the side. And I love that zero G roll in the structure where you just like continuous roll. Um, so the length the inversions, and then it's just a huge quantity of airtime. Um, great ride. <laughs> it's, a, it's a really, really, really good coaster. Um, I want to ride it again and it actually get back that high on my rankings because it is so good when it's running good, but it's just kind of eh when it's not running. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Okay, my number 11 is X2. I'm sorry, Klaus. I know it's not in the top 10. I'm going to get yelled at for this. Um, But it is X2, the most demented roller coaster on Earth. There's nothing like riding X2 for the first time. Yeah, I I will agree. And it's another ride that I will get to um, in just a minute. So my RMC run is done. And now we're going to go to an Intamin run. At number 10, we're going with Skyrush. Now, Skyrush used to be higher on this list, but I've ridden some things since then that have either rode better than before uh, or are new, and I just can't put it over them. I really think that Skyrush deserves to be higher, but these I can't put it over these other rides. Um, it is a little bit on the shorter side, but it is some of the most intense ride moments in the world. The first drop is one of the best in the entire world, and even the not-so-intense parts in the second half You've still got that awesome little floaty, uh, free freedom feeling on the wing seats. Um, yeah, I, it's a really good ride, and I love being able to go to Hershey once a year to ride it. Yeah, it's an insane coaster. I rode it very recently, like we, like Chris did. Yeah, it's just oh, so good. Mm-hmm. Okay, time to get yelled at. Number ten is the Coney Island Cyclone. I already know it was coming, so I'm not going to yell at you, but it's fine. I mean, but you're yelling at me internally, so yes. it's, it's yeah. Um, so here's the thing. 
I absolutely fell in love with the Cyclone. It's everything I ever wanted in a classic roller coaster, but it beats the absolute crap out of modern day coasters. The drop is one of the best first drops of all time. It has laterals as strong as Legend, airtime as strong as Sky Rush in places, and it's almost a hundred year old wooden roller coaster. It's just incredible. Um, if you've not ridden it, do yourself a favor and go ride it because it's so good and that park is so awesome and I, I, I just can't emphasize enough how awesome it is. Maybe one day I'll please, get on but I don't think it'll that high. Number nine, probably a bit of a hot take. Uh, Superman the Ride at Six Flags New England. Uh, I think that this thing on the front row is absolutely incredible. I think all of the big airtime hills in the first half uh, hit like a truck, especially the fourth one. I think that is probably the best airtime hill in the entire world, in my opinion. It feels like, yes, the U-brick restraints are big, but it doesn't take away from how good the airtime is to me, and it feels like your thighs are just going to be left there while the rest of your body goes flying out of the train and you're getting pushed up uh, that that intensely. And then the second half is just laterals, positives, little pops of airtime the whole way through. Um, Superman the Ride, front row, I still think is one of the best coasters in the world, and I understand why the Golden Ticket felt that way too. So, yeah. Uh, number nine for me is the mighty Velocicoaster. One of the greatest roller coasters ever built. I think the last time we did this list, it was my number one. I think so. Um, and rightfully so. It's, it is that good. My taste has just changed a little bit, I think. And then also... The more I ride Velocicoaster, the it, it was honestly it kind of got tone deaf, I guess is how I would describe it. Like I rode it so much, and now I'm like, oh, it's great, it's there, but it's it's not you know the greatest thing ever built. But it is still incredible, and honestly, I think Absence is going to make the heart grow fond, and I'll ride it whenever I ride it next, and then I'm going to be like, oh, this is still so good. I've got to move this back up on my rankings. Mm. It it's such a good coaster. But second launch, obviously is just incredible the mosasaurus rolls one of the best inversions of all time the stall is just so whippy i love this thing yeah it's another one that i'll talk about in just a minute but for now we're going to talk about its older brother in ohio because at number eight we've got maverick at cedar point uh like jack said front row at night um but even if you're not in the front it's great in the back too it's got a really i'd say underrated first drop that angle um you get just whipped even if it's very small um the the side to side transitions are fantastic i i really think that those are some of the most underrated things on any coaster y'all sleep on laterals especially on really good intimate coasters um you've got the awesome second launch one of the best launches in the whole world and then after that second launch it's just like okay we're gonna go absolutely insane until the break run uh with flipping you up and down, side to side. You're going to go 100 degrees left and then roll out to the right um, without ever fully inverting. So I, I really do love Maverick. I think it's a great ride. We also rode it 10 times on that day. Um, yes, we did. And uh, 
it lives rent free in my mind that that launch at night it's so good mm-hmm. i love that coaster number eight for me is zadra at energylandia such a good coaster it's a completely different breed from the other rmcs i need to start with that like it runs completely different from the rest of them and i think it's part of the reason i love it so much is it's a lot more real rideable it's not like destroy you intense it's just so much fun it feels like the millennium force of rmcs i guess i don't know that might not be the best way to describe it it probably will be it's just so good. I mean, it's still got the crazy RMC moments. It's still got the stall. It's still got pops of airtime. It's just so awesome. There's a reason 30 of us went to Poland last summer to ride this thing, and now we all talk about booking flights and have flight notifications for Krakow set, and I get daily emails about what the prices are looking like. Um, yeah. It's so good. I love this coaster. I am so happy that the Polish Mafia funded it. Um, yeah, that's about all I got to say on Zadra. Hopefully one day I'll get to it. Okay, at number seven, now I get to talk about Velocicoaster, which is probably objectively one of the most perfect coasters in the world. Um, I think it's a front row ride. I think the first launch with all the theming in the front is incredible. And then the dive loop is one of the most underrated moments on any coaster, I would say. Um, you go through the paddock and then you get the second launch. You get great airtime over the top hat. Um, the stall, you whip so much that you get punched in the face by whoever's next to you. Literally, Jack punched me. Mm-hmm. Um, he slapped the, me in the head. Yeah, the, the double helix is great. The outer bank. And then I will say, Mosasaurus Roll is not one of the best inversions of all time. It is the best inversion of all time. Um, and it's got incredible theming. It, I really love it. And I wish i had a universal annual pass so i could go ride it more and more but that's probably going to wait till epic universe opens yep well number seven for me is millennium force the original giga coaster another one of my guilty pleasure coasters i am just obsessed with this ride yeah it's not the best airtime in the world yeah it's not the best you know anything in the world really but it's fast and tall and awesome looking and there's just so much about this coaster to love and when we were at cedar point a couple weeks ago scott was like i want to ride maverick again i'm like i'm going to ride millennium force and he's like but maverick's better and i'm like i don't care i like millennium force more and he's like fine i'll ride millennium force with you and then we had this insane front row or like second row sunset ride he's like okay i get why you like this more than maverick i'm like see thank you 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 understand like it, it's just so good. Yeah, and I can ride this thing all day, never get bored. Any seat on the train, I'll be happy. It's just such a good coaster. Yes, and we are also some of the lucky few who have gotten to experience it with the exit line uh, open and in the rain. Let's not forget the rain. Yes, like, uh, if you haven't experienced yeah. that, that is awesome. All right, number six. Here it is, Outlaw Run. All the way up to the number six spot this year. Okay, so you said you have it. You have how many credits do you have? Like 330 something? Yeah, 330. It's like 10 spots ahead of yours, which is more than I thought okay. it would be. So yours, hold on, did I do that right? So yours is one top 1.8%, and I have it at 
17 divided by 506. And mine's in the top 3% of my coasters. So. so I like it more than you. Technically, yes, you do. Wow. I never thought I would see this day. Um, yeah, my rides on it this year were absolutely phenomenal. It was running so smooth. It was running so fast. Uh, all the airtime was hitting like I had never experienced before. It rode in a feeling that just felt unique compared to other RMCs, which is what I had been missing so much. Um, the terrain is awesome. I think this is the best wave turn on any coaster. And then you've got the double barrel roll um, finale, which if it's running a little bit slower, you get hang time. If it's running fast, you get absolutely whipped through it. Um, plus, it's really well themed and it never has a line. How, how can you not like that? Uh, I, I liked it before. I adore it now. Yeah, it's a really good ride. Well, coming in at number six for me is Taiga at Linen Maki. One of the best Intamin roller coasters ever built. Home to what I personally think is the greatest inversion of all time, which is the precursor to the Mosasaurus roll, which is the Mosasaurus roll that ends this ride. I think it's better than the Mosasaurus roll and Velocicoaster. That might be a hot take, but I thought it was insane. Um... There's just, this is really, what makes me so mad about this coaster is this is what Pantheon should have been. This is just Intamin at its finest, building some absolutely insane coaster in a small plot of land with great trains, beautiful color schemes, some of the best views on any roller coaster of all time, and it's one of the best, most charming parks of all time. I just kind of hate it again. This is going to about to become a problem as you'll see for some of my top coasters. They're all several thousand miles away and it hurts my soul, but yeah. I would happily, again, another place I constantly am checking prices for flights to is Helsinki, Finland. And if I see anything under $500, I'm booking it. I would love to ride it one day, but it's another one that I don't know how realistic that'll be. Number five for me, my personal favorite RMC coaster. Twisted Colossus at Six Flags Magic Mountain. Probably a bit of a hot take there, but I've ridden it dueling. A lot of you haven't. And dueling, oh my goodness, what an experience that is. I was absolutely blown away uh, getting off of that thing after having a dueling ride. Um, it's got some of the craziest airtime moments in the world, but it doesn't wear you out like some RMCs do. And the interactions are just incredible. The, uh, the double wave turn turnaround is awesome. I think my favorite moment was the Top Gun stall where one is stalled above and the other train is going through a camelback underneath. Dueling, Twisted Colossus, maybe the best coaster experience I've had. Yeah, it's really good. Number five for me is the Voyage at Holiday World. The absolute monster wooden coaster by Gravity Group that goes on for so long. And of course, if you've gotten the chance to ride it, Tremless at Night at Hollywood Nights, you understand the spiritual rite of passage. But even if you've not ridden it at night during Hollywood Nights, even if you've just ridden it in the middle of the day, it's still one of the absolute most insane roller coasters ever built. I've gotten to ride this thing so many times. I've climbed the lift hill, walked all over the layup and up and down it so many times. I just adore this coaster. Honestly, I kind of want to go ride it this weekend, and I might. <laughs> Lucky you. Number four for me. It's going to be X2 
at Six Flags Magic Mountain. I have only ridden it one time, and I wish I could have rode it more. I was a little bit of a crunch of time, but it was my 300th coaster, and the first drop on this thing is insane. The whole layout, you don't know what's going on. It's rough, but it's like the perfect amount of rough. Um, you're getting flown around, spinning upside down, violently thrown into the air on the last Raven turn. Um, I, I need to go back to write it again, but from everything I remember, it's good enough to be my fourth favorite coaster in the world. Yeah, it's it's such a good ride. <laughs> I want to go back and ride it more. Just need to book flights and go do it. Mm-hmm. Number four for me is the one and only Fury 325 at Carowinds. Of course, how could it not make the top five? It is just one of the best roller coasters ever built, and there's just no way around that. In terms of just doing everything perfectly, this is it. There's not a better ride. If people ask me what is the best roller coaster ever built subjectively, or non-subjectively, this is my answer. Like, what's the best coaster? My answer is going to be Fury. I think it is the coaster that is perfect. Everyone can enjoy it. It's fast. It's fun. It's comfortable. It's perfection. And it would be my number one if the three coasters above it just weren't so damn good. (laughs) There's no other way around it. (laughs) I got you. Number three for me is going to be Voyage at Holiday World. The Massive Gravity Group, which uh, is long enough to where I feel like every time you ride it, it surprises you in a new way. That's one of the things mm-hmm. I will say. Uh, there will be rides where I'm like, I don't remember the airtime on the way out being that good. I don't remember the airtime on the way back being that good. I don't remember this little bit of laterals. Uh, the triple down is incredible. The setting is obviously phenomenal. The the length, it's like the perfect amount of roughness for a wooden coaster. And surprisingly, I can ride it all day long. Um it's super rewritable in my opinion. It's good in every row and a front row night ride on it is something special. Yeah. And the last time you rode it were some of the best rides I've ever had on it. Cause the last time you rode it was with me and Klaus, right? Yes. Yeah. And those are some of the best rides I've ever had. On it, so. that day. And yes, it was, we got so many rides. We would have gotten more if we hadn't gotten rained out. Yeah. So, Okay, number three for me is Airy Force One. I have a bias towards this coaster because I was on the team that helped open this ride. Um, But besides that, I feel like I have kind of canceled my bias by the fact that I have ridden it over 200 times, which makes it easily the coaster I've ridden the second most. It's not going to take it too much longer for it passes lightning rod to claim the top spot um there's just this coaster to me is just ridiculous the first half is arguably the best sequenced first half on the coaster ever devised if you're a fan of violence the ending is credible my hot take is i actually prefer this ride when it's running slower um because the airtime is more pronounced somehow when you go over these hills slower you actually get to experience the airtime for longer because it's not trying to like rip you in shred going over the hill so fast you get more airtime when it's running slower which is insane so if you ever get to go right when it opens uh i would do that i got to test drive it a lot in a lot of different conditions a lot of different seats 
Oh, I just love this coaster. Uh, it is one of the, I'm very proud of this coaster. I'm very proud of the team that helped open this ride. Uh, super fortunate to have gotten to ride it so much. I still get to go down and do stuff with it all the time. I had cameras on it a couple weeks ago. Probably have to be back down there and have cameras on it again soon. Um, so this is kind of, this is kind of my baby now of all the coasters on this list. This is like my baby. Um, so yeah, I just love this ride. Uh, I know it's not for everyone. I know it's crazy intense and not everyone's favorite. And I respect that for me. This is as good as it gets in the U S yeah, it is really good. I'm not going to say that good, but it is very good. Um, number two for me is fury three, two, five at Carowinds, my 100th coaster. I've ridden it plenty of times now. And it is the only ride I have ridden that makes me question whether my number one really is my number one. Uh, it's I agree with Jack that it's probably the most perfect coaster in the world, objectively. It's got airtime, positives, laterals, and a, like, what, 6,000-foot layout. It's 325 feet feet. Yeah, it, it runs super fast. Um, I just love everything about it. It's got one of the best first drops in the world. It's got great floater. And little pops throughout the whole ride. Even if you're sideways, you'll still be getting airtime. Um, the laterals, the sense of speed, and the pullouts on every single little drop or turn, you're going to get pushed into your seat. And then it's got a great finale of airtime as well. Um, I love this ride. And every time I get to go to Carowinds, it, you know we're going to ride it at least seven, eight times. At least. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, number two for me is maybe it's i don't know if it's a hot take or not but it's not one that a lot of people suspect and it's fly at fantasia land now as far as complete experiences go there is nothing better this tops everything from the moment you walk into rookberg until you leave rookberg you are fully immersed 360 and the queue line is incredible, and you go all over the land in this queue line. And then the pre-ride experience is incredible. And then before you even actually start, like, the launch sequence is incredible. And there's so much about this coaster I'm not going to give away. I could tell, I could spoil the whole thing and go into every little detail that makes this ride and this experience. I, hate, I can't even really call it a ride. It's an experience. And I could go into all of that. But I'm not because I don't want to ruin it for people. Because one of the coolest things about this coaster, and I know this is gonna, this is like, cop, the, the pot calling the kettle black. I film POVs. That, that's one of the things I do is I, I put cameras on roller coasters and film POVs for the internet and for commercials and stuff like that. Fly is the coaster that makes me realize how valuable it is to never see a POV before you go into a ride, especially on something like this, because there's like one terrible POV of this thing floating around. And if you ever come across it, don't watch it. Just go into this thing blind because it is the best thing you can ever possibly do walking into this ride blind. It blew my mind. We rode it seven times over the two days we were there. I still talk about it all the time. I have pictures of it everywhere. It is still my phone wallpaper. I just don't even know how to describe this coaster except that it is perfection. And it is the only coaster, like Chris said, that makes me question if my number one is actually my number one. Mm -hmm. It is one that I would love to ride one day, but the theming does look phenomenal. And I'm just really... uh... I'm, I'm interested in the forces you'll get 
uh, in that position with launches. And There's airtime. I will tell you that. There is airtime. So I'm curious about it. Um, and unique forces is the primary reason why my number one is my number one, and that is Time Traveler at Silver Dollar City, which I know is a big-time hot take, whatever. I've heard it all. You can't compare it to other coasters. Eh? I, I don't care, okay? It's my favorite coaster of all time. Uh, I think it runs like a dream. It does everything I love in a ride. It's got awesome setting. It's got awesome atmosphere, awesome theming, cool-looking trains, uniqueness, maxed out terrain it's got everything i want the drop out of the station is the best drop in the world hands down in my eyes nothing really comes close sky rush is great fury is great nothing comes close in my opinion then the rest of the layout you're just going through what would be normal coaster inversions but you're doing it sideways or backwards and it just feels so wonky so fun the twisted airtime hill you're getting flown around dropping into the second launch backwards we all know about that. Um, and then you've got, while you're doing all of this, you're going down a hillside, you're in the terrain, the trees have grown in more. Um, when it's on two trains and when it has great operations, I will ride this over and over and over and over and over again. It's the most rewritable coaster in the world, in my opinion. That's why it's my number one. I love time travel. Yeah, it's and a really good coaster. Happiness. It's a really good coaster, and I love that. Thanks, Deb. But my number one, as I think everyone is aware, and I would also like to point out that my number one has not changed in over a year to all of you people who tell me my number one changes all the time. It has not changed in a year. New record. And that is, of course, Wildfire at Kalmarden Zoo in Sweden. There is not a coaster on Earth with a better view. There is not a coaster on Earth that utilizes its terrain better. And there is not a coaster on Earth that is just this much freaking fun for me. It is one of the prettiest coasters I've ever seen. It's one of the smoothest coasters I've ever been on. It's one of the most intense coasters I've ever ridden. It's just everything I wanted in a coaster. I got off of this after my first ride, and I was like, okay, this is so good. And then I got a front row ride, and I was like, this is incredible. And then I got a back row ride, and I'm like... And after those three rides, I had, like, this is the first time a coaster has just absolutely, like, made me giddy like this since I rode Lightning Rod in 2016 for the first time. And that is the highest praise I can give a coaster because, as I said earlier, if Lightning Rod still ran the way it did in 2016, it would still be my number one. But Wildfire would give it a dang good run for its money, let me tell you. This coaster is just... A minute and a half of pure joy. I constantly look at flights to go to Kalmar and go to, just to ride this coaster. I honestly, if I never got to ride the new coaster again and I could just ride this as much as I wanted, I would take that deal because it is so good. And I love this thing. And yeah, that's... It's my number one. I don't know of any coaster right now that will top it. I got you. I understand. This is a, yeah, I predicted that it would end up being your number one just because it's very obviously your type of ride. Um, but yeah, I mean, so I'm binge watching the POV 
right right here. Got you. Those are our top 50s. I'm sure there are plenty of things that you all disagree with. Oh, yes, that's our favorite thing when you yell yes. at us. The best, the best part is we don't have to read it. It's yeah, over. It's over. You don't even have to read what you have to say. We're done. That's it. Hallelujah. I know. I never have to talk to him again. Oh, it's so great. We can go back to retirement and hating each other in peace. I know. It's the best thing. Uh, but obviously, that is our top 50s. And that is, I guess, the conclusion of our short summer season of the Twisted Droplets podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, so as much as, you know, we would love to keep this going, our lives are getting crazier and crazier. So there's realistically no way for us to do this consistently and there's no other way we would want to do it but consistently because we do actually care about y'all yeah don't want to like oh just here's a random episode every month also it's not cheap to do this so that's the other thing is like if we're going to do it we want to be consistent because it does cost money to do these things and we don't Um, have a patreon anymore and even then the, the money a lot of it got donated it a lot of it did get donated we were we were positive we were able to cover our operating expenses with Patreon, whether year we have Patreon, but uh, it we did not bring that back because 10 episodes. Um, but with that said, obviously, I want to run back through our shout-out list. Bryant, Megan, Klaus, Macau, Kelly, Allison, John, Mike, how could we forget? The Drunk Riders, all of the people who love the TDR world, and the Buzz Bars Club, and all of the friends we've made along the way, and the guests we've had on over the years. Mm-hmm. Um Thanks for tolerating us and dealing with us. And um, yeah, I don't know. I know the last time we said we would potentially come back and do stuff like this. And I think that's still very much an option. I'm not sure what form it'll take the next time we do it, just because I don't foresee us being in a place in the next couple of years to do something like this again. Probably. So I hope you've enjoyed it because I don't know when this will come back. If Chris is willing, I have some plans of some things coming up down the line that we might be able to do something podcast-like with, so you're always welcome to crash those parties. All right. Well, we'll have to talk about it. Um, but, yeah, I, if it does come back, it probably won't be for a while. So either re-listen or just enjoy what you had now because um, this is going to be it at least for a little bit. I'm sorry, everybody, but I hope you liked it. I'm sure you didn't. You probably hated it, and that's fine. It was just for fun. Uh, we didn't even post, like, what, two episodes. Only two episodes we, I think we posted because this was just for fun. Um, and so, you know, the diehards, I'm sure you guys listen. Thank you for all of your support. Um, but, yeah, that that's going to do it for the summer season. Um, you guys can yell at Jack on social media about his takes. You can yell at him about my takes, too, if you want. I'm yeah, just, I might text them to him. Sure. You can let me know and you can tweet my responses for me if I even have any. I might just not give you the time of day because I don't care, but that's fine. Um, so I hope you guys enjoyed it. Um, maybe we'll be back one day or it, at least in some form. I will get posted on Jack's Instagram story sometimes whenever we go to parks together. Yeah. Other than that, you won't be seeing me much. He's going back to the the coffin now. We, yeah. we pulled him out of the ground for this, and now we're putting him back. Oh, in the you ground. woke me up for this. Gosh. Sorry. Hey, it was your idea. 
It actually was my idea, surprisingly. You, you came haunting to me in my dreams one night. We're like, dig me up and let's do a podcast again. Mistake. Yeah. Anyway, right. with that said, obviously you can't find Chris anywhere because he's not the dark. You can, of course, find me on the socials at Thrilling Moment and all of the fun things. Most of you know where to find me at this point. Most of you have my number, let's be honest. If for some reason you don't, you want it. Well, that's just weird. I mean, but, most of you have my number, too, like, of the people too. who are shouted out. So find me there. That, too. Actually, no, that, that you, when you text Chris's number, it goes to me, and then I decide if he gets it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, he has such a big mouth that he just answers anyway, so it saves me a lot of time. It saves me a lot of time. All right, Joel. Thank you again, and we will see you never. Bye. We're good. Thanks for listening to the Twisted Travelers Podcast.